Welcome friends. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and this is the Awesome Inside Out Podcast. Now, I'm not sure how you ended up here today, but I want to welcome you with open arms. Because while our paths may be different, I'm going to take a wild guess that we share one common desire to have a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life. And we both know that that life starts inside of you. If you want to say goodbye to anxiety, frustration, and negative self-talk, and say hello to peace, mindfulness, gratitude, and living your best life, you've come to the right place. In each episode, we're going to dive deep into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not social conditioning, and not your past. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready. It's time to feel incredible from the inside out. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for being here and tuning in to another interview episode on the Awesome Inside Out podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, the absolute best way that you can always support is by sharing it on social media and with the people that you love most. It would mean the world to me for others to have access to this powerful content. So as always, thank you so much in advance and for being here and part of the movement. Also, make sure to stay till the end as I'm going to offer some applicable takeaways and a fun challenge this week to upgrade your health, your well-being, and your life. All right, so today we're talking about love. And what I've learned from years of coaching is that so many of us don't learn how to love ourselves until we're forced to. And what I mean by this is until we hit rock bottom, until we're faced with this crazy challenge, confronted with our own self-worth or feeling helpless and alone, it's in those moments, that midnight hour, when we feel broken and defeated and we have nowhere to run or hide and nothing to distract us from ourselves. That's when we finally look within and find that place of self-love, self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem. And so when I look back, on my own journey. I'm struck by how often I used food, alcohol, sex, partying, television, social media, and friends to distract myself from myself and to distract myself from cultivating that self-love first before I hit rock bottom. And so in time, I learned the hardest, most rewarding work is to not to avoid, not to have someone or some external experience save me from this depth of pain simply put to be with the parts of myself that needed the most attention. And as a culture, I believe most of us have to relearn how to go within and discover our own love for self. We have to learn how to be the only person in the room, nowhere to run, nowhere to go, alone with ourselves, to truly discover that feeling, that experience that we long for, and the truth that self-love always exists within us. And there's no one who understands just how important it is to connect with yourself and practice self-love and cultivate it within yourself than my dear friend, Lucy Shahanajan, an international love coach who teaches women how to be their own soulmate. Lucy is also the founder of Soul to Soul Global and the author of the book, I'm Done. Today, Lucy is sharing how cultivating self-love is one of the most vital things you can do for your long-term health, wellness, and happiness, and your current and future relationships. True, unconditional self-love is about listening to your own intuition, showing up for yourself again and again, and knowing how to nourish yourself deeply. And just like my own personal story, once Lucy fell in love with herself after years of running away, she noticed incredible changes in her life. She was finally able to create the life she wanted to live. She built a business, that took her out of debt to seven figures, and she attracted the man she wanted to marry. Today, Lucy helps thousands of clients cultivate their strong feminine energy and deep, unwavering self-love. And so if you feel like you're down to learn more about love, whether it's finding the right relationship or cultivating self-love, this episode is for you. And so let's dive in now. Hi, Lucy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful that our paths have recently crossed. You've helped me so much and been such a support. I'm just so glad that you're here. And we're about to have a conversation about being your own soulmate and really finding true lasting love. Beautiful. I'm very, very excited to be here, Sarah. 
and to create this beautiful, juicy conversation together. I've been so blown away hearing your story because it, it feels very parallel to mine and similar in the sense that you've been helping women around the world really change the way that they love and specifically recognizing that you have to be your own soulmate first. You have to find the self-love within yourself, this confidence, the self-worth, the very things that so often we're looking for right externally outside of ourselves in our partner. And as we keep searching for that, we're often disappointed or we're jealous or we're in comparison. We're not living it ourselves first. So I would love to start a little bit about your journey, how you met your soulmate, and then how you really stepped into this work. It's an interesting journey (laughs) and you're really a reflection of what you teach. So do you mind just sharing a little bit about how you got into this and how... Actually, I would love to hear also how you discovered this for yourself because it's one thing to you know be be applying it but it's another thing to really witness and recognize okay this part of me needs to shift in order to shift the external and my life for the better yes so I <laughs> used to be queen sabotager I for many many years just couldn't figure out like what is wrong with me why can I not get love to work out for me And, you know, you have enough people saying, oh, you know, you're such a cat. It's going to happen. And I thought, God, if I have one more person telling me I'm such a cat, like clearly there's something not right here because sure, you might have one relationship that doesn't work, but when you keep attracting in the exact same type of person, but with a different name, you've got to look at yourself. And for me, I wasn't at the time. I was like, oh, well, you know, it's just Sydney, you know, it's just the guys here, or I don't know if I'm ready yet. So we can tell ourselves all these things. But the minute I actually properly stopped in my tracks to look at the way that I was living my life, to look at how much I wasn't showing up for myself, that I had practically no boundaries. You know, as far as self-love, I was just getting through the week in a job that was paying well that I didn't love, waiting for the weekend to come where I could just get into that champagne with my friends and forget that I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I didn't even realize how bad it was, Sarah. I didn't realize, honestly, I look back, it was like a haze, but I didn't realize the extent that I was numbing and hiding from who I really was. I was going through life, you know, this was in my 30s, really, where I had this wake up call where after one really thumping hangover, I woke up and I saw my, a picture of myself on Facebook from a party from the night before. And I looked at this woman all dressed up and I saw these dead eyes. And something about that photo just really struck me in my heart. And I just started crying. I was like, who is she? Like, this is all just a dance. This is all just jazz hands. Like, who the hell is that? And I let myself be with that really deep pain. And I cried, I'd say, for two days. And I'm really, it was like such a needed cry. You know, it was like this real wake up call of taking a look at just how far out of alignment I was, how numb I was, how disconnected from my truth, my bigness. And I just was like, if this is my life (laughs) for the next 10 years, I was like, nah, like something's got to change right now. And it was in that moment that I got that I wasn't living on on my terms. I wasn't self-expressed. I wasn't being the real me. And I'd lost sight of that woman taking risks, speaking up. I was like, what happened? Like in my late twenties, like what has been going on? And I think just as I was getting closer to 30, it was almost like the box around me just kept getting closer and closer and closer where suddenly, because I think in in life we have these milestones and I was like, I've got to be all these things by 30. And what I'd done was I'd subconsciously, or I think actually rather consciously said, well, I don't need to have my dream. I just need to find my husband and get married and have babies. And then I'll be accepted in society. So I was just hanging for the weekend, hanging for friends' weddings, which there were a lot of at the time. And yet I would show up to those weddings, going in gorgeous, coming out a hot mess, you know, drunk. And honestly, when I tell you right now, like I have my hand on my heart, it's really devastating. That is how I was like not taking care of myself. Of course, I was attracting in men that weren't respecting me, honoring me, wanting to commit to me. It was a direct reflection of how terribly I was treating myself. So this wake-up call then just led me to quitting my job. (laughs) After two days of sobbing, I went into my boss with some dark glasses and I said, I have to leave. Like, I have to go and get real. And he was very supportive. He knew I was just in a holding pattern. 
And I said, I don't know what I'm going to be doing next, but whatever it is, it's going to be from my heart. And I just need to, it's almost like I needed to defrost, you know, I just needed to get back to me. So I bought these high top sneakers and I was walking the Bondi to Bronte, which is this beautiful beach walk in Australia. And I think a lot of friends at the time thought, you know, I'd lost the plot, like what's she doing? And all I said to myself is, however long it takes, I'm going to thaw out and come back to creating a life from my heart and from my soul. And I'm going to, from this moment on, back myself. And honestly, everything started showing up. Once I made that decision that I was going to quit with the people pleasing, quit with trying to, you know, put my mum's voice above my own, like everywhere I looked, Sarah, was just this tangle of like this version of me. I was just like, I may as well be called Sonia. I say this in my book because I don't know where Lucy was. So fast forward, this led me, this put me on my path and I realized that I wanted to act. So I moved to New York to act. And it was through that acting journey and getting out of my comfort zone and going to this, you know, city of of the unknown where I really stepped into the big, bold, bright version of myself. And the acting was what really had me get to the core of who I was. It really had me get into what vulnerability actually looks like, what it feels like. I got to see it actually shift my life, you know, from how audience responded when I was just technically acting to when I actually stepped into my vulnerability, I pulled them in. And I thought, well, art imitates life. So it was so interesting seeing that I'd technically been doing my life, you know, with all these jazz hands and looking the part and saying the right things, yet, hello, where was my heart? Where was my vulnerability? So that's what put me on the path. Sarah was making the decision, okay, I've got to leave Australia. I want to get out of the known and step into the unknown. And New York was calling. And it was after playing Hillary Clinton in a one-woman show that from stepping into her shoes into experiencing that leadership, that bigness. It was then in the middle of doing that show, I had this complete download of, wow, it's time for you to step into your leadership and into your shoes and to go off and empower women. Like it had always been there. And I attracted my soulmate. Here's how that comes in. I attracted my soulmate in a couple of weeks before the show started. And so it was this very, I'd say a block of about two years where I was non-stop in the work of acting, in the self-development world. Like I'm talking like every single day, what do I need to release? What do I need to shed? What do I need to step into? I did it very, very intensely. And a part of that journey was giving up alcohol for two years and just getting that monkey off my back. Now I have no problem with it, but I had to face that this was a massive block in my life. And it was something that I'd been using for so long, not as an alcoholic on my own, but just socially. And I just wanted to strip back any of the things that I was hiding behind to see like, who is this version of Lucy uninhibited and taking up space? And so it was really after I did the show, which for me initially was to attract all these casting directors and get all these big roles. Suddenly at the end, I was like, no, that's not what's on the edge of my heart right now. I was like, if I died tomorrow and I hadn't stepped into going and inspiring women and showing them what's possible having already been taking so many risks and living out of my comfort zone and actually attracting in my soulmate, I thought I would be devastated. And it was funny, Sarah, because I was always saying, oh, you know, when I have children, when I'm about 60, when I have all the wisdom, then I'll do that. And I think because I was so far out of my comfort zone doing the show, it was a really, really big, for me, it was probably the biggest thing I've done because I hadn't really done theatre before. So it was a huge leap, especially knowing that Hillary was alive just before the election. I had stretched myself so far that I was really in that place where I was thinking about how fragile life is and that it's just a series of moments. And I was like, I wouldn't be okay with it. So I literally put a stake in the ground and said, I know I moved to New York to act, but now I'm going to go and see what it's like to be Lucy, to shine my light and to hold space for women to bring them back to their truest self. And I said, if it doesn't work out, then at least I will have tried it. But I was really honoring what was on the edge of my heart and what was the loudest. And I think that's just what I'd love for your audience to really take away is my friends had only just caught up with the fact that I'd moved to New York to act. They didn't know me as an actor. And then suddenly I'm putting on another hat saying, actually, I'm going over here. And had I listened to people saying, what do you mean? I, you know, I I thought you were doing this. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm now I'm doing this. And so I think it was really about not giving a toss about what anyone else thinks, but just staying true to my own true north. And obviously it did work out for me. And 
I'm helping, you know, thousands of women globally go through this journey, but in a much quicker amount of time. (laughs) You know, what ended up taking nearly a decade for me, I've now condensed into an eight-week program. And honestly, it's the space that myself and my team hold. It's that support. It's that sisterhood that gets them these really quick breakthroughs. And so I just realized, Sarah, that, you know, if I can attract in my soulmate, the love of my life, having been someone that was technically, you know, doing self-development, reading the books, doing the freaking vision boards, it wasn't changing anything internally because I was just living in a whole lot of fake positivity. And so I help women really dive deep into the underbelly of what is still in the way because you can drink however many green juices you want and do as many downward dogs as you want. But if you're not dealing with, you know, your shadow self, all the stuff that we hold on to in ourselves and all that repression and all that anger, if we're not dealing with that, it's like skimming a stone into this really turbulent ocean. You're not going to see where the stone lands. That's really what I get excited about with women is saying, hey, this doesn't need to take you 10 years. This doesn't need to take you 20 years. We can change really quickly when we make, first of all, the decision that it's time, right? We've got to be done with not getting what we want and then take action and get a really freaking amazing support system. And that's why I actually don't do privates anymore. I do only collective work because seeing yourself in other people's stories and feeling seen with that level of support, I believe, is honestly the fastest way to heal. Yeah. And when you share, you release the shame. <laughs> it's, it's like this process of when you actually speak the truth, you're no longer in hiding. So I absolutely love that and believe that. And another part of your story that resonated so much with me was this idea of people questioning what you're doing with your life. I remember the day I literally put everything on my lawn and I put a sign that said free and I threw everything I could in in the back of my car and I left. And I remember my parents calling me and being like, so you're going to turn around, right? Like you're coming back. And I drove straight to Miami by myself. And then from there, it was like New York. And then I went backpacking in Australia and went to business school and dropped out of business school and you know, eventually came to LA and, and like did all these things. But throughout the whole process, what I want to share is that, that I was questioned the entire time. Even when I stopped modeling and I started working for a catering company and ran events and then went back to modeling, there was this constant, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what is this journey about? And you're going to need to settle down at some point. And I remember being like, I'm still doing the inner work. And when you talk about this 10-year journey, that was similar to me. I look back on 10 years. It's so funny when Facebook refreshes the 10-year feed and you're like, who was I? Oh my gosh. But thank God that I had all of these crazy wild experiences that forced me into the uncomfortable because that's where the healing happened. And when you talk about this kind of two-year sprint of self-development, I want to remind people and I want to remind the listeners that this is not necessarily an overnight process. And that's why getting the support and having the community is so important. And just knowing that, you know, you look at both of us and you see this sort of like overnight success and you see this blissful life. Well, there's work under that. And I believe entrepreneurs and the people like you and I who are, you know, sharing the success stories. And I love that you're sharing the depth of pain as well, because it is our responsibility to share that because. This isn't like we woke up this way. It's, it's like we actually did the work, right? And so I just want to honor you and thank you for sharing your story because it's so important that the listeners hear that it is a requirement in order to feel more alive and step into the self-love in our bodies. That is honestly like so spot on because I feel like like a lot of the women that come to me, you know, on paper, everything's great, but you know, they're quite startled when we get to, hey, we need to get to the truth today because they're not used to dealing in that truth. It's all these coping mechanisms, protection, numbing that they don't even realize, you know, how bad it is, just like I shared with my story. And it's when we do get to that point, like you said, of just sharing the truth, like coughing up the furball that we actually put ourselves on our path where all the possibilities can open up. And I always say to my beautiful women, you know, you are the five layer decadent cake and your soulmate is the cherry on top. And the same for him or her, like you are their cherry on top. And so it's not about rushing through and whipping up this cake, you know, and winging it. It's about really enjoying the unfolding and the discovery and the process 
honestly, like I look back and I'm glad I didn't rush. Like I said, honestly, it was 10 year period. And the relationship that I have now, like this is everything that I have always wanted. But I'm glad that I didn't meet him a moment before because I wasn't ready. You know, and I'd been saying I want my soulmate every year for like 10 years. I'm like, it's going to be this year. It's going to be this year. But if I'm honest and I was looking back at myself, I was just very cerebrally doing the work without actually facing, you know, my inner little girl's trauma and my fears, my non-enoughness and all of that stuff. So I think it's really just want to empower your beautiful listeners to say, really revel and enjoy where you are right now in this moment. And if you're not where you want to be, that is okay. But just acknowledging that and saying that out loud, like I'm not where I want to be. You know, my new book is called I'm Done. And it's like, it's actually very empowering to say, I'm done with this. Like I want more for myself. And as I say that, like I can feel the power starting to come up when we can admit out loud, like this is not it. I think it's where the trap is, is when it's just like that saying, keep on keeping on, like do not keep on keeping on. You know, we're in a global pandemic right now and so many things are coming at every single one of us, right? And talk about the unknown. When is this going to ever end? Is it going to, you know, is the vaccine actually the answer? Like all these things where it can turn into, I certainly experienced the feeling of Groundhog Day. I'm like, is this real? Like, but it's a case of how can you thrive during the times that we're in? And because it's so easy just to blame our circumstance, right? Oh, well, I would meet my soulmate, but I can't because it's COVID. Or I would put myself out there right now with my business. I shouldn't because I shouldn't be taking risks. And it's amazing how we talk ourselves out of leaping out into the unknown because we feel that we should be leaning into that settling energy, that safe energy. And wherever you're standing right now, as we've just, Sarah and I have been saying, like the good stuff happens when you go out into the deep waters. Nothing good happens when you're just standing on the shoreline wondering if the big fat salmon's going to come in. It's not. The salmon are hanging out in the deep ocean, in the deep waters, and that's where you belong. And it's so gratifying when you can give that to yourself and say, let me go see what I'm made of. Like, if you want your soulmate this year, then declare that. Create it. Do what you got to do to get into action, get the right support, and don't be surprised that you'll be like, yes, I created it. You know, we can create absolutely anything, anything we desire, we can create. It's all about keeping your mindset, I think, very fine tuned during the times that we're in. And it's a daily practice. Like, I don't just wake up because I'm in a soulmate relationship and go, yay, my life's perfect. And I wake up like a hot mess some days, especially if my daughter hasn't slept. And I've got to get my mindset on and I've got to raise my vibration. I've got to get intentional and go, what am I creating today? Or on the flip side, I may need just to have a really good cry or release some anger, some pent up anger that I didn't even know was sitting there because, you know, anger can accumulate. So I think just keeping this sort of litmus test on ourselves to sort of say, well, where am I right now? Where do I want to be? And what can I give myself right now to move myself forward? I love that. And I love the reflection about being so grateful that you haven't met your partner yet. It's so funny because my husband and I always joke, we literally compared our paths before we met and we were at dozens of the same events and the same experiences. And we were like crossing paths in different cities around the world and even in the same groups, but we never actually met until he had been doing a significant amount of work on himself. And I started into the self-development and opened my health business. And it's so interesting because we always laugh. We're like, thank God we didn't meet when we were parting. We would have never made it. And so I just want to offer that, like actually hold your heart and be in the gratitude that you haven't met your partner yet. Because when you're vibrationally in a state of abundance and self-love and self-worth and self-confidence, that's the partner that is going to reflect that to you and be able to hold space and be there for you you know, moving forward for if you're in the desire of having a partner for life. And so, yeah, I just, I love that. And I love shifting that story and creating a new mindset around that. Actually wanted to go back to another thing you brought up, which was being in the positivity of a vision board, but not doing the inner work. And so I love this so much because I think people get so discouraged, especially when, and specifically in my business where they put up these pictures and they want to look like these other people and they want, you know, to have this life of abundance and they make this vision board and they sit, they sit in front of it and then they feel discouraged, but they're not going and doing the deeper work to heal the stories that are coming up from looking at it. It's like, oh, I'm going to be positive and look at this, but then not actually confront the, well, why don't I deserve this? Or why isn't this showing up in my life? Or why don't I feel worthy 
of this experience. And I would assume that this is true too for relationships. And one thing I always talk about is that you have to shift from, okay, I want that body to how do I want to feel in my body? How do I want to actually experience life versus like having this desire to look like someone else? And I would assume that's true for relationships too, probably like putting this like celebrity couple up on a vision board and like believing that that's going to bring you happiness. So I wanted to dive a little bit into this and shifting the mindset around like the illusion that exists probably through magazines and creating these images, how women can work through that experience regardless of what they're trying to bring into their life. Oh, 100%. And there are two things I'd love to touch on with this is, the first one is you don't want to be putting anyone on a pedestal, right? I always say this to my clients. I said, I know that you guys you know, think we've got a great relationship. We absolutely do. But I said, you're going to create your own version of this. So it's very much about getting off of this checklist. He's got to have gone to Harvard. He's got to have this. He's got to have that. He's got to have the Hamptons. Okay, I'm just being like really stereotypical here. That is not everyone's desire. But in New York, this was what I experienced a lot. And it is so clinical, so cerebral, so masculine, zero heart connection. These women are going out on dates, not bringing in an ounce of who they are, interviewing these men to see if it fits in with their list. And so you're not actually dating. You're just going through the motions. So I say, you know, this is about feeling, like Sarah was saying, how do you want to feel? This is a lot of work I do in my program. In that relationship, where do you feel it in your body? I felt my husband into existence. I could feel his energy. I could feel he was more grounded than an oak tree. I wasn't focused on his features. Was he tall? Was he short? I did say he's got to have nice lips and I feel like he's got big shoulders, but that was literally it. Not even like a buff body or anything like that. I said, there's a kindness that emanates from him. And I could then start really letting in his arms around me. I felt them around me at night before I go to sleep. I could feel his presence. So when I actually did meet him, I had no idea I was going to be marrying a guy from Bangladesh. Like seeing that many psychics, none of them mentioned the Bengali. When I hugged him on our first date, I just was like, oh my goodness, like this is the guy. Like, And because I was out of my own way, I didn't sit there going, well, I'm not marrying a Bengali guy. That's not what I said. I wasn't in any of that. There was no label there. It was an energy exchange that I could recognize that I'd already been creating vibrationally. And that should hopefully really deeply empower you if you're right now wanting to attract in your soulmate, because this just goes to show how powerful we are in what we call in and our ability to call in what we want. Once we also co-create with the universe, with the divine, with God, whatever you resonate with, that's who went and did the heavy lifting for me. I was just there sitting in, okay, this is how he feels. This is how I feel in the relationship. I feel really held, really seen, really expansive. Like he doesn't want to clip my wings. I was like, he's so kind even to taxi drivers. Like, cause you can really tell a lot about someone with how they treat people. They don't need anything from. Right. And when we were in a taxi, I was just laughing to myself going, Oh my God, this is definitely my man. <laughs> Because he was having a life story with the taxi driver. I was like, okay, I didn't say they've got to like, you know, hang out with the taxi driver forever. But it was the specific things that meant something to me that were connected to my value system that I felt were very important. You know, I was like, he's, you know, gets on with his family, like just things that really meant something. And so I knew pretty instantly, and I loved being surprised by the universe. Like I was like, wow, didn't see this coming, like in this package. And yet now I can't even imagine that I didn't. Do you know what I mean? So I think when we get tied up in, you know, he's got to look like this or she's got to look like that, you're limiting yourself so much because when we can open up to how does this feel in my body and really go into our imagination, which is infinite, right? It's one of the most powerful things we have access to. That's when your soul starts to actually get involved and your soul knows your truth and what it actually wants. And you're going to actually pull in and attract in someone that's a lot better suited to you than if you're doing it just from your mind. It's going to be really, really limited from the mind because so much of what is wrapped up in when we're doing it from the headspace is what we think we should attract in and blah, blah, blah. Like it's so checklist, checklist, checklist. So it's really about having a lot of fun in the process and looking for couples, I think, that you actually say, hey, I'd like a relationship like that, you know? Not necessarily celebrities. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't necessarily be looking to celebrities, but just I think that's where there's a real lack. I've noticed, Sarah, is my clients will share with me. They're like, I haven't got like role models, 
And so I think that's one of the best things you can do. Just like if you're going to go after a job, you want to go, okay, well, I want to follow this person on Instagram because I like the way that she's doing a business. You know, you start to follow them and see how they've done it. Well, I think it's exactly the same with an example of a relationship that you really resonate with. And it's basically saying, I don't want that. I want that and more. You know, we're not saying, I want a replica of anything because you don't. You want your very own beautiful, unique love. And it's just when you actually open up to allowing that for yourself, realizing how bloody powerful you are and that there's no request too big for the universe, that's where the fun starts to come in. And I say fun a lot because when I attracted in an arm in New York during the busiest time of my life, I wasn't online. I was in the middle of doing this show. And when I wasn't rehearsing, I was waitressing. I had no life. And yet people said to me, you should just wait to meet your soulmate. This is really silly, Lucy, that you're saying you want to attract your soulmate during this time. You should just wait till the show's over. I said, I am not waiting for another thing to be over. I said, if it's not the show, it'll be someone else's wedding, or I've got to fly back to Australia and there goes another six months, there goes another year. I said, it's now. And I just said, all right, universe, let's do it. I chuckle now because I literally said, okay, universe, I'm not online. So I said, any invitation you send me, I will say yes to. Whatever it is, no matter how tired I am, and I was very tired at the time, I said, I will show up. And do you know that I got invited to this woman I met on a film set, barely knew her. She invited me to her birthday drinks. They were all the way uptown on this cold, snowy night. And I had just been waitressing. I got off at 12 midnight. And I was like, are you seriously going to go uptown to a party with you know, people you don't even know, Lucy? And I was like, yep, that's the contract. So I left uptown in this yellow taxi, watching the meter just tick over, right, with all the traffic. And I was like, what am I doing? And I got in there with all these drunk people and I wasn't drinking at the time. And I said, okay, Lucy. And I remember patting my shoulder saying, we don't have to stay long. I don't think your soulmate's here. Like, let's leave. And so I was going to say goodbye to the birthday girl. And then, you know, she said, oh, this guy, my friend and I wants to meet you. He looked like this puppy dog. And you know, it was literally a sliding doors moment. He was about to leave. I got there really late and my intention was really, really clear to the universe. I just said, I'll show up. I was so shocked that in that moment I did meet him. I didn't know that night, but thank God I went. And I know many of you have heard stories, you know, similar to this, but I got out of the way. It wasn't convenient But knowing that I had such a limited social life, and I think we can use the parallel of COVID right now, okay, so we can't be all out, you know, all the time in bars or whatever. Well, that's fine. You don't need to be. You can use this as an opportunity to say, to get really really deliberate and go, well, when do I want to meet my soulmate? What feels actually really exciting, but also really uncomfortable? Like if you were to say in the next two months, that might make you feel excited, but like, oh my God, am I really ready? And that's where you want to be in that space where... You're right at the edge of your comfort zone. If you say a year from now, that's not going to get you into action. And so I do get my women to put a date on it, not because, oh my God, you've got to stick to that deadline. But the thing you want to ask yourself is, who do I need to be right now in order to be ready for two months from now for my man to walk in or my woman to walk in? Like getting into action and putting a deadline on it, I think is incredibly powerful. And if you get to that date and it hasn't happened, that's fine. And then reset it and say, okay, you know, three months from now, boom. And it's just, It's about being in action and realizing that you can step into that version of yourself right now instead of seeing the work outside of you and, oh gosh, one day when I'm ready. It's an illusion, this whole readiness. It's when you decide to be ready. So I hope that answered your question, Sarah. I feel like I went off. Yeah, it's such an illusion and it allows us to stay in our comfort, which is so interesting because we think we'll be comfortable in a relationship or we think we'll be comfortable when we actually you know, have the body of our dreams or hit seven figures or, you know, have that house or the white picket fence. But it's so interesting because what's actually happening is that we're living in our discomfort, which we think is comfortable. And so we're not doing the work to actually get to the things that we deeply desire. And what I love about what you've shared is that, you know, yes, we can have these visions of what other people of what other relationships look like. It's interesting because I actually have a friend who was going through a divorce and she said, her partner said, we're actually going to do the work first before we move through this. And what they did was they just only hung out with positive couples that were aligned with their values and what they wanted for their life. And it completely changed their relationship. It completely changed the dynamics. It actually empowered them to stay together. And I share that because 
whether you're going through struggles in your relationship or like you said, looking for someone, it's important to have those mentors and really create that value set of what you want to have with your life. And then what I love about what you shared is recognizing you have this imagination and that you can create something far better and allowing the universe to surprise you. I love just stating affirmations every day of, yes, today is going to be amazing, but universe surprise me. Like universe should like allow magic to come into my life and allow an experience that maybe I'm not creating. That's just this like magical thing that pops up today, you know, and just allowing that space of openness and being in that I often say it's, it is a little bit of discomfort because we have to let go of the type A, like the control, but we can say, okay, well, today I'm just going to trust that magic and beauty, fairy dust energy is coming and it's available to however that is going to manifest in this experience. And so I absolutely love that. And I wanted to go back to something we talked a little bit about before the call, which I loved jamming with you about, which was this idea of settling because I often see this in my business as well. We touched on it a little bit, but I want to dive a little bit into more of how people can shift this. So in my business, I see this as like, I'll settle if I can fit into my old jeans or I'll settle if I can you know stick to this 1200 calorie diet today or I'll, I'll settle if I can get up the stairs without losing my breath. And I always remind people that settling energy actually isn't serving us because it's keeping us sort of stuck in the stories, projections that have been placed on us in terms of cultural media and societal conditioning. And so I wanted to dive into how women are settling specifically during this pandemic and maybe some mindset shifts around how people can move through this, you know, because it's so important to not be in that energy when you're looking for your partner or really wanting to attract anything in our lives. Yeah, well, I think it's a conscious decision. Like I said, you know, when I was 30, I remember consciously saying, all right, well, at least I've got a job that's paying well because it was a global financial crisis at the time and a lot of people getting laid off. I knew that I wanted to be singing and doing auditions and, you know, all that kind of thing. But no, I said, I'm lucky that I have this job. So let me just do that because it was safe. And that's what we tend to do, you know, during, say, now that now it happens to be a different version, it's a pandemic. And I look back at that former self and I chuckle because I'm like, Lucy, just because there was a global financial crisis, like, why did that mean that you had to sell out? <laughs> you know, there's more than one opportunity. And I think it's just the obvious go-to place. It's like a default. It's almost like a brief that gets sent out on this mass email to the world of saying, hey, don't be too risky right now. Like, just go steady. That's what the media wants us to believe, that we need to hold back and we need to just... It's almost like hold our breath for a minute. And that is not... I think that that's not an option. Right now, if you want to live your best life, it's not an option. It's about being really conscious, knowing that every day on this planet is a gift and we are the creatrix of our life. We get to create it the way that we want. And if we're not where we want to be, then it's about waking up and being with that discomfort and that awareness of like, you know, is this it? If you look back to where you were this time last year, you've really got to ask yourself, what have I been doing to help myself? And if you've just been holding out for a new year to make things better, that ain't it. That's not going to cut it. It's not enough, in my opinion, to just you know read books and, and do a couple of free 30-day challenges here and there. Like You've got no accountability, no process. And there's to me, it's, it's just not deep enough. You're not serving yourself. So I think, first of all, just getting out of the mindset of, I need to wait till I'm ready or I need to... Here's another one that people hide behind. I just need to get all of the information up front before I think of taking action. And the last thing that you need right now is more information. You need to feel a connection to a mentor, right? You need to feel, is this someone that actually stimulates me, expands me? Are they in a relationship that I actually resonate with? And don't stop until you find that person. And when you do, I promise you, it's not the information that you need because you could be given a whole 500-page book of information. You're still not going to know what the program is like until you just dive in. So it's really an illusion. It's a hiding place. It's like saying, okay, I'm going to go and check out all of the gyms in LA and I'm just going to wait until I make a very conservative decision. It's like, just go, stop overthinking it, choose a gym and get on that treadmill, right? Because all of the days sitting there in the indecision is keeping you out of your dream. So it's an illusion to think that you need a whole lot of information. That's just the control freak inside of you wanting to control the outcome and you're never going to ever know the outcome up front. It's about dropping down into the deeper part of you. And as I say this, I'm putting both hands over my heart space and you close your eyes and it's really asking yourself, like, what do I need right now that's going to move me further down the dream highway? Like, what is it? Do I need to 
eat more nourishing foods? Do I need to up-level my friendship group? Because like you said earlier, we really are the sum of the five people that we hang around. And I love that story about that couple that ended up staying together because they started consciously choosing to put themselves in an environment that felt very nurturing, uplifting, inspiring. Like what an amazing story. I just love that story so much. And I'm certainly going to refer to it with my clients because I just think there's so much power in that. But I just really, I guess, want to invite any of you that are feeling stuck, are feeling angry right now that you don't have access to you know, the things that you did before. Like we can blame our current circumstance to the cows come home. But every time we blame, we put our power outside of ourselves. So it's very much about honestly, like opening up your arms, opening up your heart space. I'm doing it right now, knowing that you've got the whole universe behind you and that what you seek is seeking you. So the fact that you exist means that your soulmate also exists. The fact that you desire a soulmate relationship, there is someone right now that is desiring you. And that's very, very powerful to really not just say, but to believe that, to feel that deeply in yourselves. So once you can really feel that, like when I said that to myself, wow, New York City was meant to be one of the toughest cities to date. I was flat out scared to date for the first two years I lived there. And then I was like, hang on a minute, I exist. So he exists. It's just one person I'm calling in. So I think it's just keeping in perspective. You know, there's just one person you're calling in. You have an opinion of you can manifest a free cup of coffee. Like that's no big deal. And you think that it's easy. And so it is. It's the same thing with a soulmate saying, okay, yes, it's a global pandemic, but what if I took all this stigma out of it being this really difficult thing and just made it easy for myself and said, I exist, he exists. You know, I am soulmate material was something that really changed the game for me as an affirmation. I am soulmate material because for so long I was seeing that that was for other people. And the minute I just owned that and said, I'm perfect as I am right now with the exact experience of life that I've had right now, he came in. And it wasn't just from saying that, Sarah, obviously. As you said about the mindset shifts, I just hope that these little nuggets here are just helping you see things through a different way. And it's about saying, I'm going to empower myself during the pandemic and I'm going to call in my soulmate during the pandemic. I'm going to make this the best year that I've had. Because online, one other thing I just want to say is a lot of women have this real like, oh, I don't want to date online. I hate online dating. They're all jerks. No, there's something that's not serving you. Online is just honestly, it's it's really not that different to real life in that it's just a portal. Actually, it's a gift that we have access to right now. It's all about vibration. So when I've worked with women that were hot messes when they came to me saying, I just suck at love, Lucy. One of them lived in LA. She was so gorgeous. She's like, I just cannot for the life of me attract in a good guy, you know? Well, after we did the deep work, she went back on the exact same app, attracted in completely different men. And that's what I'm talking about. It's about how are you relating to the world we're in right now? Are you choosing to live in an abundant world, even in a pandemic? And to get grateful for the things that we have access to, like online dating, where you can create a really deep, profound relationship with the love of your life, where you don't have all that sex stuff getting in the way or the drunken nights getting in the way. Not that you can't drink while you Zoom, but you know what I'm saying? It's an opportunity if you choose to see it that way. So That's just really what I would offer is, are you complaining your way through the pandemic and blaming and gossiping with friends about how tough it is and woe is me? Because that's not serving you right now. And you're never going to attract in the love of your life from that frequency. And you have available to you right now, the entire universe wanting to get behind you and support you, but it is a co-creation. It's like, you've got to bring it and then the universe will get on board. Because the other thing is I see clients of mine get so angry at the universe. They're like, I hate the universe. You know, it's all my friends takes care of, but it seems to have forgotten about me. I was like, stop playing that victim role. The universe loves you just as much as the next person. You know, I'm not sitting here in a soulmate relationship lucky. I just got sick of being in these dense victimhood vibrations. And so I was like, okay, let me try something different. And that's what I'm talking about right now is to realize, okay, I haven't been in a positive story, an empowering story. I have actually been sitting in this hopelessness story. And while I totally have compassion for you and understand how that it can be very, very challenging right now, particularly if you live alone, that's why getting support, I believe, is the best thing we can give ourselves right now. And I'm saying this to me as well, Sarah, like I have support systems around me. Just because I'm married, a baby does not make me exempt. Like I'm doubling the level of support that I have because I want to thrive during this pandemic. And being a mom, you know, I'm running a business. I 
there are new challenges that you have. So I was like, I want to be the best version of me and I'm going to continue to get support until, you know, I transcend into my light body. That's just the way that I choose to live now. So I think it's just really what are your priorities? What are you investing in? Are you investing in things that are just trying to fill a hole or are you actually investing in you stepping up and putting yourself first because you're going to get a very different outcome when you make yourself the priority? Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that our mind goes with us. So I always share this with my clients because the mind is going to go with us after the pandemic as well. Like the excuses we're making now, and I've noticed this with my health is I made a lot of excuses in the beginning of the pandemic with my health and they're catching up to me and I'm now stepping into a different space in terms of my own self-care. But I'm like, these are going to carry with me whether I do this work now or I wait. Like after the pandemic, it's going to be like, well, we're back to conferences and travel and running around and, you know, doctor visits and all the things that my husband and I are, you know, in right now. And, and so it's just interesting to me because I'm like, if we do the work on the mind now, then we can shift the relationship to our external, regardless of what's happening in the world. And there's such a beautiful story from one of my girlfriends who she literally was like, this is the best news ever for me because she had been doing quite a bit of work on herself to call her partner in. But she was like, now I don't have to drive and you know waste an hour in LA and I get to meet people quickly and I get to like I get to like deep dive with them on Zoom or on FaceTime and I get to actually get to know them. And she shifted her entire dialogue around her gratitude for the pandemic in terms of how it shifted her dating. And she actually met this incredible partner and I'm so excited for her. So I'm sharing that because it was her ability to be in the gratitude for the shift that allowed her to attract someone, but also the previous work that she did in order to have that shift in that moment, to be grateful for how it allowed her to shift her dating experience. And so I just want to offer that too as as an opportunity to really think about how do we upgrade whatever limiting story we have to a more empowering story. And the other thing I want to just thank you for is this idea of more information doesn't necessarily mean more results. I think so often specifically in the wellness space, and then it's so incredible how it's also so in alignment with the love space is that we think the next book, the next workshop, the the next you know course we buy. And I think that's all great. And I think it's important to start there, but then you actually have to do the deeper work. And I think doing it with someone is the most important because they get to see the blind spots. They get to see the parts of you that maybe you're not willing to see yet or hold your hand and hold space for you when you are in the pain or the sadness or the loneliness or going through it. And so I just want to offer that too. And a remembrance that, you know, whatever you're going through, more information, more Google searches doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to heal the internal struggle that you're experiencing. And it's totally hiding in the need for more information. It's a I call it a bodyguard. You know, it's one of your bodyguards that's like, I'm going to keep you out of taking this next action step because that is going to leap into the unknown. And I'd rather just be in the known. I know my suffering and I'd rather just sort of play there. So that's truly why, you know, I think particularly I work with so many, just the most beautiful women, you know, just so bright, so much to offer. They just are so devastated that they've got all this love to give and then it's not able to share it. And I was like, okay, let's just get you out of your own way. And I want to loop this back to your beautiful friend because I love that story as well, that she shifted her mindset and started to be grateful during the pandemic. And it really just, I just want you to hear if you are right now wanting to track your soulmate, I want you to hear the simplicity when Sarah shared that, that ease and how available it is to you right now, that we are just energy. And when we're vibrating on the frequency of it's not fair, there are no good men during the pandemic, it's really hard, you know, AM, then you're going to keep attracting in those experiences that reflect that back to you. But when you switch to a different radio station of everything is possible during the pandemic FM, you're going to start to attract that in. Just like your example, we get what we vibrate with. And so it's not this whole big thing that you've got to unpack. I mean, yes, like we do keep saying support really is the best thing because it takes a lot energy to hold down the shame and the not enoughness, the inadequacy. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm not this. I'm not that. It takes a hell of a lot of your good life force energy. And this leads to you know so many women not sleeping at night, having headaches, stomach aches, autoimmune, the whole thing, because we're like blocking the flow in our body. We're blocking the natural abundance that's wanting to come to us. You know, So it's really about getting onto the path of least resistance and flowing downstream during the pandemic and just looking at you know your worldview and really choosing it and selecting it 
like really bespoke for yourself right now in this moment to say, I can create anything. So let me get a story that actually really lights me up. Like this is the year that I'm going to attract my soulmate. It's done. Like this is what's happening. It's a non-negotiable. I don't know about the how because it's none of your business with the how. I just know with certainty. And if you keep really believing that into existence, feeling that in your body, declaring those words, you will see your beautiful soulmate show up. Combined with, you know, getting great support system, it will happen really, really quickly, really quickly. It's so true. I mean, I'm just reflecting back on this last weekend of Valentine's Day and I had a really, really challenging weekend. One of our dogs was having heart failure and another dog was in the hospital. It was like a weird energetic weekend. And then my husband and I got some just heartbreaking news. And I remember being so sad and in this like state of depression, like almost where I hadn't felt this way in a very long time. And I remember saying, I just can't pull it together for Valentine's Day. We had like all these big plans and, you know, really we hadn't spent a lot of time together recently. So, you know, we were like walks on the beach and the champagne and the bubbles, like everything you see on Pinterest was like the plan for the weekend. And it all got, it all got pushed back. And we're like, we're going to need a redo to this. I was reflecting to a friend and she said, why don't you have the mindset shift that instead of it being this heartbreaking weekend where you've disappointed your husband, that he actually got to hold space for you, that he actually got to show up in this beautiful way and that you had this empowered state to say, I just can't fake what Valentine's Day should be because I'm in mourning and I'm in sadness and I'm in heartbreak. And you know, just these simple mindset shifts where it's like, okay, well, I could have sat in the sadness today and woken up and been like, oh, I, I fucked over my husband's Valentine's Day. He had all these plans for us. But instead, I was able to shift that. And three or four years ago, I would have never been able to do that. And I just want to share that because in every moment, we get that opportunity to say, how could this actually be a blessing? How could this heartbreak actually show me how far we've come where we're not frustrated that we lost Valentine's Day and we can do a redo and we can celebrate another time and and that we got to be in that together and share that experience. And I got to have a partner that, you know, that got to witness me in that. And so I'm just sharing that because we can take any experience that we're going through and think about like, okay, what is the limiting stories that I would tell myself based on all the Pinterest pictures I'm seeing in the Instagram pictures? Or what if I modified that story to something different, not based on cultural and societal norms? And so I just want to offer that as closing because I, I think it's really important what you're sharing about really upgrading our vibrational experience to whatever's showing up. We don't get to control the external sometimes. Things just things do pop up for our lessons and our learnings. That's right. But we get to choose how we're relating and the stories behind them. So absolutely love that. It's been perfectly imperfect, isn't it, Sarah? It's really like, I mean, I find saying, you know, what could be good about this? You know, and I, oh, I've got all these obstacles. It's like, what if you switch the word obstacle opportunities? What if you saw them all these obstacles as opportunities? Because inside of the obstacles, this is just my belief system now. It didn't used to be. I used to be straight, you know, straight into that victimhood of like, oh, woe is me. But now I'm like, okay, so what is this obstacle? Where is the gold? What is going on? And we might not get it instantly in the moment because we're in that shock or we're in that grief or we're in that pain. But just by being able to at least have that frame of going, I know there's gold in here somewhere. I know that this is exactly what I need right now. Because when you share that story about Valentine's Day, like that's just so rich. And I love your friend that said that, you know, this beautiful opportunity for you husband to hold this sacred space for you where you just went to where you needed to be. Like, that's what love's about. It's not just about like, hey, here's some roses and here's totally, this. Like, yes, totally. that, I'm like, this is the hard shit. This is like what yes. love actually is. It's like being vulnerable and sharing your truth, right? And celebrating that you've got someone that can have that capacity to be able to hold and be with you when you're in that state. Like, that's what love is. So when I hear that story, I'm like, oh my goodness. To me, I actually find that very romantic. I know it wasn't ideal and I know it wasn't what you're planning for, but I just really love that you shared that because we can get really attached to how something should be. That's when we get really disappointed. And I think just that quote, I love this quote of, you know, what if everything, live as if everything's rigged in your favor. I think it, I think it's Rumi might've said that. It's again, it's a really strong core belief that when we start living, I've had to check in recently, something happened. I was like, whoa, hang on a minute what if everything really is rigged in my favor right now? And I had to take a minute because I was in the annoyance and let down. And then I was able to move into the frame. And it's just always there for us, isn't it? To see things through a really constructive lens because 
we do have a choice in every moment. And I think when we have this idyllic idea that, you know, Valentine's Day has got to be roses and chocolates and walks along the beach and Christmas has got to be da 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 it's like, it, <laughs> it's too much expectation. And to move into gratitude for that instead of having to have like the perfect pictures of the perfect day. I think that's what really does a lot of us when we're in that comparing mode of what, yeah, expectation of what we think things should be. But yeah. So yeah. And I think it's so important to just remember when people say, well, this is a hard thing. Why would it be rigged in my favor? Well, it's rigged in your favor often because then it makes you do the inner work that then is the requirement for calling something in that you desire. So I think if we can create that mindset shift where it's like, well, even in this struggle, it's a blessing because it's digging something up, which is cleaning something and clearing something to actually bring forward what I want, which is, you know, the partner, the abundance, the, you know, the career that I love, the whatever it is, the family, it's all there specifically designed to support us. It's just that when we stay in the negative energy, we manifest it versus the clearing of it, which creates something new. So absolutely love that. Thank you so much for this beautiful conversation. I'm I'm so thankful and I want to make sure, I know we're running a little over, but I still want to make sure that people absolutely can find you, can sign up for your program, can read your books and really connect with you to learn more specifically around finding their soulmate. Yes. So you can go to soultosoulglobal.com and that's S-O-U-L-T-O-S-O-U-L global.com. And there you can go watch my free masterclass and just get a real taste of, you know, the work that I do and watch some really juicy uh, testimonials, just seeing, you know, the big shifts. And then I've got a book that I've just released called I'm Done, which is really about getting you these huge shifts so that you can get into alignment with the amazing, amazing human that you are. And so that's all on my website. You can find, you know, uh, you can book a call, you can watch my free masterclass, you can get the book, whatever is in resonance with you right now. And I'd be delighted to connect with you. So I just had such a delicious time in this conversation, Sarah. I, sorry, it's gone over time. I feel like... No, no, no. I just feel bad. I was like, I could keep going and going and going. And I have to respect your time, but we'll do another one at some yes. point, maybe in person. <laughs> maybe we'll be able to post-COVID, we'll be able to hang out on the beach and record another one, which will be incredible. And I'm holding the vision of that day. But I'm (laughs) so thankful for you being here. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. It's been an absolute honor. Wow. What an incredibly empowering conversation with Lucy. I trust that you enjoyed our conversation and feel re-inspired and re-energized and confident that you can embrace the love that already exists within you and become your own soulmate, just like Lucy spoke about. And so if you notice this week that you're chasing external validation, swiping through dating apps, constantly in hopes of feeling beautiful or seen, or if you're spending all your time with other people so that you don't have to be alone with your thoughts, feelings, or emotions, first know that you're not alone and then become aware of this and remind yourself over and over again that love already exists inside of you. You are love. And although This work is a process and it absolutely takes time. Going within will empower you to embrace yourself completely with open arms, knowing that when you discover what you actually need and what true self-love feels like in you, you'll realize that you're never really alone and you can always come back to your truth and yourself. And so just as Lucy shared, when you tap into your heart energy You can find that North Star. You can discern what it is that you truly want and you can know the next divine step to take so that you can achieve what you truly desire. This week, I encourage you to get really curious and notice when your attention is drawn towards maybe the dating app, the Instagram, or that validation from another person before you find it in yourself. In these moments, notice what you are thinking, what you're feeling, and what triggered you to move in that direction. What story are you telling yourself? And what might be a positive, empowering story that you can replace that story with? And now before you go, maybe you're struggling to tune out others' opinions and honor your inner guidance. Maybe you need a community that supports you on that journey. If any of this resonates with you, I invite you to join the Awesome Inside Out Facebook group. It is a private, safe space filled with beautiful hearts coming together to encourage and uplift one another. To find that group, all you have to do is search Facebook, Awesome Inside Out, 
and the group will pop up and you can join for free. And for anyone who is already part of that group, thanks so much for helping us build such a beautiful community together. If you enjoyed today's conversation, I recommend listening to my recent podcast with Lola Pickett on how to step into your highest, most aligned self. And if you enjoyed today's conversation, I recommend listening to my most recent episode with Lola Pickett on how you can step into your highest, most aligned self. Lastly, drop me a message on Instagram. I want to hear from you. I want to connect with you. I want to celebrate you. And I want to share your wins. You can connect with me on the gram at Sarah Ann Stewart. And until next week, I'm sending you so much love. I'm trusting that you're going to have epic, beautiful, incredible week ahead. And I cannot wait to hear how connecting to your truth and stepping into your love for yourself impacts your life. All right, that concludes this podcast. It is my honor to always share with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You are here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feeling of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here, you are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. And if you benefit from it, it would mean the world to me if you could please spread this movement and share it with one person who you know would also benefit. We are all in this together, so thank you for being here and part of this movement.